it's that time again. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking to finally build a business that creates consistent cash flow, but you're concerned about all the market disruptions, relax. You found your safe haven to learn the secret to success. List, you last. Welcome to this week's podcast. Welcome everybody, Bob Mangold here, aka better known as the Listing Coach, here with episode number six of the If You List You Last podcast. So thanks to all of you for listening, downloading, and sharing this podcast. Today what we're going to talk about is getting listing appointments with every for sale by owner. More importantly, how we're going to use the same strategy to create a lead funnel of motivated sellers and closings. Now, as always, if you want to jump in, share your thoughts on any of the discussions we have on this podcast, then go on over to the Facebook group, Real Estate Asset Advisors Group, and ask to become a member, and then you can share your thoughts, good or bad. And I encourage you to jump on my Elevate Business Briefing calls every other Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You can register at www.elevatebusinessbriefings.com. Briefings is plural. And finally, you can download a pre-release version of my book at ifyoulistyoulast.com. With all that housekeeping checklist out of the way, let's get started with this week's show. All right, you guys ready? Let's get going. So if you're watching this week's show on YouTube, you'll see that I've got a chart up of the mortgage-backed securities market. Again, my goal is not to turn you into a, uh, a stock picking or a stock reader um, expert or any of that, but I want to give you an idea because while well, interest rates have such a huge impact on our industry, right? And so what I want you to understand is that interest rates right now, if we were to take and go and do a, a, a look at doing a 30-year fixed rate loan, hey, as I record this today, you could actually get a loan at six and seven eighths and no points, no nothing. So we're actually under 7%, which is going to help a lot in terms of activity. Now, what's going to happen in the future? Let's take a look at this. So again, if you're watching this online, you can see that right now mortgage-backed securities are trading in a range. This blue bar here is the 200-day moving average. If mortgage-backed securities continue to stay above the 200-day moving average, you're going to see interest rates continue to improve. If they go below, you're going to see that change, right? It, it, it could get worse. Now, as we look at 10-year treasuries, which also has an impact, same thing. Blue line is above the 200-day moving, moving average. For mortgage uh, or 10-year treasuries, we want to see those numbers going down, not up. So as I'm recording this right now, actually on Friday, these 10-year these, you know, treasuries went up in value, which isn't as good of a sign, but everything is trading in a range right now. If two-year or 10-year treasuries can break below that 4.01 line, meaning 4.01%, that's a very, very, very good sign. And if mortgage-backed securities can stay above the 200-day moving average, you're going to see some really cool things happen to interest rates that I think going into 2024 is going to help us all. Uh, there are some announcements from Redfin and a few others about the number of transactions that they predict, right? Predict is the key word. Nobody knows for sure. That you'll see about 4.7 to 4.8 million transactions 
from anywhere from 3.7 to 4 million this year. So a fairly substantial tick up in that. But again, just somebody's opinion. You know, they've got some data that they work with, but nonetheless, it's important to know that. Okay. So wanted to give you a heads up on what's going on in the mortgage market because, well, it's going to impact real estate. Fair enough. If we could keep seeing those rates come down into middle of next year, even six and a half or, or lower, I think you're going to see a lot of movement in the real estate market. If they would get closer to six, I think you're going to see a ton of movement in the real estate market. So um, all good news for us going forward. So as I promised, today we're going to talk about getting listings from FISBOs, but it's actually more than just a, a for sale by owner. So I want you to think about it for a minute. What does a for sale by owner really want? They want a buyer. So the easy answer is have a buyer for them. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can see on my screen, what we're going to do is we're going to take and help a for sale by owner get exactly what they want, which is a buyer. So anything else that you talk to for sale by owner about, they don't necessarily, aren't necessarily thinking about listing at that moment anyway. You know, if it's been on the market for six, eight weeks, maybe they are. But at the end of the day, the number one thing that every for sale by owner wants is a buyer. Well, what we did about two and a half years ago is we went out and created a cash offer platform so that we have a buyer for every property. So as I had said in the promo, well, what's the script that gets us into every door? Well, if you're again, if you're watching on, on YouTube, you can see it. It's just, hi, is your home still available? That's it. If they go, yes, it is. Great. Hey, this is Bob with eXp Realty. I have two offers on your home. When can I stop by and review them with you? That's it, folks. And I do have two offers for them. Many times I have three or four. So I have an offer on a ready, willing, and able buyer that will close on that transaction in under two weeks if a seller really wanted to do that. So I'm not going into a for sale by owner's house and talking to them about, well, maybe I have a buyer and let me stop by and take a look at it and all the nonsense that we're told to do. First of all, let's, let's just scrub all the crap out of the way. The real reason a for sale by owner lets you come in, they know you don't have a buyer. What they do want from you, though, is to establish value. They want to see what do you think of their price. So they're willing to let you come in and jawbone with you about, you know, talking about uh, maybe you have a buyer just to see what you think the price is on their house and if you think it's market value. And you're going in hoping that you could BS your way through it, that you actually have a buyer, and maybe they'll want to list with you. Now, maybe they will, and you get lucky. That's okay. But why don't we actually go in with the intent that we have integrity and honor when we go in because we actually have a buyer. Now, I didn't promise them they would love the offer, but I do have a buyer for them. And then I also have a strategy if they don't love the offer. So what I want to do is kind of go through a couple of the, the, the scripts with you to just give you an idea of how much easier it is to get into a house and be able to deliver for them what you're promising. So I in no way or shape or form on this script am I lying because I do have offers for them on their home. I don't have to go into the house and figure out how do I talk to them about listing the property. If they say, hey, listen, I don't like that price or the fees are too high, we hear that frequently. Well, I'm okay with that because I have a pivot. So if they go, typically they go, well, the price isn't too bad, 
But remember, guys, these are investors. They're in this to make money. So they're going to give them a decent offer, but they have some fees in there because they have to make money. And so what we typically hear is, well, you know, the price isn't bad. I might be able to live with that. Is there any ability to negotiate? And you just have to answer, say, unfortunately, there's not. These are investors and they're looking to make money and they're taking all the risk. So they don't really allow that. The next one is, well, the fees are too high because the fees could be anywhere from 7 to 15%, depending on the investor. So that's always one that people are like, oh, I couldn't do that for 12%. Our answer, if you listen to, I believe it's episode two of the podcast where we talked about Home Boss, well, our pivot strategy for that is very simple. It's like, listen, Mr. Miss Seller, I totally understand it. That is a tremendous amount of money to give up. But, well, if I had a different option where... I could guarantee you'd get the highest market value for your property. It would only take me 14 days. I'm not even going to put a lockbox on your property. So you don't have any of the hassles and headaches of a traditional uh, transaction. And the total fees out of your pocket were 3%. Is that something that you would consider if you could sell your home for the highest amount of money fast and 3% fees? And everybody goes, well, absolutely. So we get in the door. If they want the, the, the offer, I'm happy to take and deliver the offer to them. And you can get paid on it. But if not, we do have to have a strategy, which at least my group of agents that I work with in the Real Estate Asset Advisor program, they do have that pivot. Okay, So that's how we get in the door of every FISBO. Well, what's it look like? Let's imagine that I had a list of hmm, uh, listings that didn't sell 12 to 18 months ago. Right? Well, what would I say to them? And I, I refer to them as old expires. Hey, this is Bob, and um, I'm a local agent. If you guys are watching this on YouTube, you can see I actually have the ums and things like that in there. When I call people, I don't want to sound scripted, and I don't want to sound professional and telemarketers, right? Hi, this is Bob. Well, I noticed that your home didn't sell last July, and I was wondering if... No, people can sniff that out a mile away. Um, it would go something like this. It's like... Uh, hi, is this um, uh, a Jerry? Uh, my, my name is uh, Bob. I'm a local agent, and I was looking at home data in your neighborhood when I came across your tax records. You think that'll get their attention? Because, well, when I came across your tax records, everybody's going to go, well, what, yeah, well, what's going on with my tax records? Well, I am looking at tax records. I'm looking at comps and CMAs and what homes are worth and all those things. Well, I just go, well, I, I wonder if you could help me out. I just have two quick questions and I'll be on my way. Is that okay? Folks, do you think anybody says after you told them that you're looking at their tax records and you only have two questions that they would say, you know, they're not going to say, nope, don't have time for you. It's not how that works because we change the language. Does that make sense? Our language is different. Then it's like, hey, it looks like you had attempted to sell your home back in whatever, July of 2022 and it didn't work out. If I could get you at least one offer on your home at the, ten, at the next 24 hours at a price that, well, it would still allow you to move, would you guys still consider moving? Now, folks, if they're, you know, 6 or 12 to 18 months ago that they were trying to sell, you're not going to get as many yeses as you will with a for sale by owner because, well, their circumstances may have changed. Maybe they had a, a parent that was ill in another state or they wanted to move to be closer to the kids and the kids moved back or any, you know, myriad of reasons. But at the end of the day, you will have people that say, well, I would be open to it. 
And then great, the second question is, are you available for a Zoom call tomorrow at 5 o'clock to review the offers? Because I will have offers on that property. I will have as many as four offers for that property. And same idea if they go, oh, we could never sell it for that or the fees are too high. Great. If I had a different option, take me a little longer, right? These are, these are offers that somebody could close on in two weeks. But if I could have your home under contract in two weeks at the highest market value and the total fees to you were only 3%, would you still consider selling your home and moving? Again, I don't know if they're going to say yes or no. So that's what I would do if I was calling old expires, old meaning anywhere from 6 to 12 months ago. Well, what if I was calling new expireds? New meaning like, hey, it expired a couple days ago. And then I just go something along this line. Hey, is this a Jerry? Um, hey, this is Bob. And listen, I'll bet I'm the 100th agent to call you today, right? Notice that's a different conversation than what everybody else is saying. And they go, hell yeah, they're driving me crazy. Listen, I'm really sorry about that. But I, I bet you're wondering where they all were when your home was on the market, right? What did I just do? I just pivoted them into speaking with me because they're like, yeah, you're right. What the hell's wrong? They go, you know, and they're going to go like, no kidding. Listen, I only have two questions and I'll be on my way real quick, okay? If I get you an offer on your home in the next 24 hours at a price that allowed you to move, would you still consider moving? And then are you available for a Zoom call tomorrow at 5 p.m.? See, at the end of the day, folks, this is about saying things differently and having a value proposition. Anything that I'm saying here, I'm coming from 100% integrity. I have buyers. I'm not lying to them. I don't know if they'll like the offers or not, but I do have legitimate buyers that could close in anywhere from 10 to 14 days at the prices that they agreed on. So when I'm calling these people, I have complete integrity. I don't have to be embarrassed. I don't have to try and you know, be nervous about, oh gosh, when I get in the house, what am I going to do? What am I going to say to them? I'm going to review the offers with them. I'm going to take their feedback. And in most cases, they're going to say no, which means I need to have that pivot strategy that we have through Home Boss, which again, I believe I, I talked about that in episode two of the podcast. Well, the other thing that I want to talk about is creating that lead funnel of people. Because this is data that we got from Open Door and Redfin from their SEC filings. Um, that they have to file quarterly, right? And so they'll give information. But basically what it amounts to is for every 100 people that fill out a form on their website, 5 or 5% 5 will accept a cash offer. And that number could be 3 to 5 depending on quarter and things of that nature. So I just did 5. I took the higher end of it, not because I want the numbers to be inflated, because, well, the math is easier. So what that really means for you as a real estate agent, for every 100 people that you could get to come in and fill out a request to get a cash offer on their home, five of them will accept it. The investors that we work with pay us, right? We get paid our full 3%. So if somebody wants to accept the cash offer, I'm more than happy to take that, right? But the important thing is the remaining 95 people that didn't accept the cash offer, what we know is that 45% of the remaining 95 people will list their home on the MLS within the next six months. What that means for you as an agent is that you have 43 potential people that you've identified before any other agent that they're going to be likely to sell. 
And then we have a whole series of marketing strategies and campaigns, some of them at a cost, some of them not. And at the end of the day, folks, we know that those people will be selling. If I have 43 people that I could target, like how many of you guys would actually spend, oh, let's say it took six months, and you would send a postcard every two weeks. You'd have to sell, send 12 postcards at, we'll call it, um, I'll call it a buck 25. How many of you guys would spend $1.25 per postcard for 12 of them to target those 43 people? What would that be? 43 times 12 bucks, 500 bucks? To be in front of 43 people that you know will go on, on MLS, will be selling their property. And so it's understanding this concept that let's deliver to, to sellers what they want, like whether it's a for sale by owner, an expired, a canceled, and help them get what they want. But then we can also use it in multiple ways. Make sense? Right? We can use that to generate leads and identify those people before others can actually target them. And then we have a process through this portal that we've created that we could email, we could get a database of people that we've identified through some of the algorithms and things that we do that are likely to sell in the next six to 12 months. And then we run them through some AI platforms that'll identify them even further. And folks, all I can tell you is, that, you know, it, it may be creepy, but these AIs are actually pretty darn accurate. And we focus like a laser on those people that have been identified as likely to sell and we know about it before any other agent does. What we do, we send them an email, or we send them a, an email with three offers in it. And then we literally follow up with them and say, hey, the reason I was calling, I have no idea if this is appropriate or not for you, but I have people looking to buy in your neighborhood, and I'm trying to help sellers, or help find sellers of properties in that neighborhood. So yesterday, I sent you three offers from a group that I work with to, uh, to, to make it an offer on your home where they could close quickly. And the only reason I'm calling right now is to determine if that's something you'd be open to have a discussion about. They can say yes and they can say no. What I do know is that it might not be today, but I do know within the next few months it is. Same thing, guys. I'll spend a dollar and a quarter for a postcard every month or every two weeks to stay in front of those people. But if we keep our eye on the prize, which is work from integrity, right? One of the things going on with all these lawsuits and, you know, people's impression of real estate agents right now with all these legal things going on, it's not looked at favorably. And then when we go into somebody's house, like a for sale by owner and tell them, well, I may have a buyer when you know you don't. And they know you don't. Well, it's not coming from integrity. And so now we can actually go in utilizing a cash offer platform to do that. Now, if you want more information on how you could implement something like that, well, make sure you go to uh, the website ifyoulistyoulast.com, right? And so you could schedule a, a consultation with me. You can come to our Elevate Business Briefings like this coming Wednesday. I'm going to be doing a class on this process so that agents can learn about it. But if you missed the class, that's okay. Then just go ahead and schedule a consultation with me. But I would recommend attending those business briefings um, every other Wednesday because I've got 
a lot of strategies and systems like this that I can introduce agents to that'll be able to help them focus on taking listings only so they're not working with buyers. Make sense? So if you're around this Wednesday, go to elevatebusinessbriefings.com and watch it. You can always visit our website, realestateassetadvisors.org, O-R-G, to watch a replay of those. So you just simply go to the menu bar, click on systems, and it'll take you to the page, and you'll see it on there about um, cash offers on properties. Watch a replay. It's really that simple. So um, I wanted to go through this today because it really makes listing properties simple. It makes identifying people who are looking to sell simple, and it allows you to take and work from a place of integrity and honesty when you're talking to a for sale by owner or a canceled or expired that you really do have offers for them. So I hope that that makes sense and that it opens your eyes to different ways to be able to take and utilize or do the business and constantly be looking at different ways to get in front of people that may or may not be selling their house, right? And if interest rates start to drop, as we talked about in the beginning, you're gonna see more people that are willing to give up that mortgage rate. And the truth of it is, folks, one of the reasons is right now, the amount of credit card debt that's being taken on, their credit cards now I've seen at 35%. So while somebody says, yes, I've got a 3% mortgage, but I need to use some of that equity to pay these credit cards off, you'll see more of them start to sell their house. So the, the hope is that going into next year, the technicals all look good for it, but hopefully going into next year now, we see those interest rates continue to drop and you'll see more inventory open up. You just need to figure out the strategies and systems to be in front of those people and to provide massive value to them, which is really what being a certified real estate asset advisor is all about. So I hope that helps and we'll see you on next week's podcast. Have a great week. Go out and take some listings. Bye-bye.